podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rick. Rick. Yeah. Shayru's been uh, just hitting me up on the uh, social media. Is he? He wanted me to dedicate an episode of The Fighting Cock to him. Why? Last year he died. That, and he came back, he came back. He came. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he, he did die, but then the doctor saved him. That's, that, that, that's always a good thing. Oh, yeah, it's good because he is our mate. He is our mate. Yeah, so this episode of The Fighting Cock is de- dedicated to Shayru, who passed away but then was saved by the doctors, and that's all he wanted. He, have you seen a world that's like Moby? Yeah, it's who? Moby. Moby the kind of electronic yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah, that, Not the whale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Does he? Yeah. The important thing is he's very much alive and happy. Okay. Uh, but now he's happy because he fucking like wouldn't let me go about this thing. He's a dedicated episode. I died and I came back. I'm, I'm very glad for that. <laughs> it's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Uh, episode 12, season 6 of the Fighting Cup podcast today. I'm joined by Alex from Bristol. We've got Ricky TFC in the house. Yeah, mate! <laughs> We've got Barney. Buonasera. 
How you doing? Oh. You're just back from Sweden. I'm back from Sweden. How was it? Uh, it's a little bit weird. It's, I really, I really like it. What have you done? I didn't do anything. <laughs> but uh, it's quite, it's quite a nice place. It's very different to um, the UK. Very different to Italy. And um, I went for a little run around the harbour, and there's just like women just going into the sea naked for early morning swim. I, was <laughs> I thought he was going to say it's just women. No, no, no. There was people actually go swimming in the freezing cold sea as a kind of like wake me up in the morning. I'm trying to work out what, what he actually did. No. You sure they like, stopped off, went to the bushes, filmed. Yeah. You sure they're not just running from you? They like just happened. They're just no, like, no, get, no. quick, get in the sea before he there, sees There was no running, was there? Well, I, my running went almost like moonwalk. I started going back. But she just came out of the, she came she? Out of the apartment. She? she? Who? Yeah, she. I don't know, a lady. She right. came out of her apartment in a white bathrobe and just went dup, 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 straight down to the steps. <laughs> bathroom, bathrobe off, splash straight in. Splash. They were amazing. They, they, they were amazing. No, no, not no, no, her, but what? just the. the oh, you talking about did you objectify her? No, I didn't actually. Any, I didn't actually see titties. I just saw. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw her into the water. Then I kept running. Someone cut that. I just saw her go into the water and then I kept running. Yeah. Running after her. That's running. an excuse. No, no, so I was running around the around the harbour, the that, coastline. That's a brilliant interest. It's just early, and it's early today. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even opened my beer yet. No, uh, uh, how are you doing? Are you, you're right. You recovered. You had a good time in Sweden. Good. It was great. Great place. Great people. I've never been before because I've always been scared off by the press. The yeah. press. Press. Not the press. I'm not that famous. I'm very famous. But well, it was actually um, Zlatan's hometown. <laughs> so um, he's like a, a god there. They sell t-shirts. His his name was scribbled into the, the hotel gym. What, Zlatan or Ibra? Well, he's from, yeah, he, well, it had his full signature. But uh, he's from Malmo, so... Um, <laughs> oh, I thought he meant someone just, he's just scratched him <laughs> to the wall of the gym. I was like, there's loads of stuff you can I get love you. So <laughs> yeah. Let me get my pen knife out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where have you been? I'm all right. I've had. Uh, Rianne's coming along. Yeah, she's uh, she's all right. She's getting there. She's. Uh, well, we want to say well done for carrying this beast's baby. Uh, that's true. Uh, but yeah, she's she's fine. It, she's, I reckon. It, I reckon the baby boy or girl is going to come out of a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Any hair would be a bonus. To be fair, <laughs> wouldn't it? If we're honest, it's healthy to me. Yeah. No, she's all right. I've had a tough couple of weeks. Been, yeah, got broken ribs. Went to qualify the weekend. Oh, he lost. There we go. Uh, broken ribs. Yes, I'm a boxer. I break my ribs every now and then. Yeah, pathetic, mate. It's not pathetic. I might punch you in the ribs. <laughs> I don't need to be a boxer to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day we're one, doing this. One day, you it. fat prick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm all right, mate. <laughs> How you doing, Rick? Good. Yeah. Good, mate. Yeah. Tell us a funny story. I don't have any funny stories. What? You can't come on here and not have a funny story. What you got up to? Has anything happened? No, it was Something about the kids? Yeah, I was I, I was ill recently. Yeah? Yeah, it was one of those fucking horrible... Because like, I, I, I judge ill, like your illness of... If you've got a cold and you're just moping around the house, it's like a shit illness. You can still go to work and do stuff. This one was a fucking real good illness where I was doubled up. Like my, I, I was like laying in my bed, like a back arse. I thought I was dying from kidney failure. How did you, How did you feel about <laughs> taking the piss out of you for being like poorly and the snuffles and lot though? Oh uh, yeah, no, I just, it's 
You might, you've probably got some issues. I'm that not you want taking to talk a piss. About. I say he's poorly. Poorly is poorly. Yeah, but you, you, you can't say poorly for everything. You can't, <laughs> you can't have like, oh, he stubbed his toe. He can't walk. He's a bit poorly, and he's dying from crippling cancer. He's poorly. Yeah. There's levels, man. There's uh, levels. Yeah, of course, there's levels of this. You can't just <laughs> you can't pan around poorly, willy nilly. <laughs> all right, all right. What illness was it? Fuck no, some kind of. Fever, <laughs> J- Saturday <jungle>. night fever. <laughs> you're over it now. Yeah, I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah, you went. You went to Crawler, Alex. Yeah, your hero. You watched your hero get beat up. <laughs> I didn't watch him get beat up. It but he was fine. Well, we won't go into the details, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was good. Met a few uh, few celebs. Yeah. Nice. A little picture with Ricky Hatton. He was uh, worse for wear. Bless him, but he was he was all right. He was a very nice young good. man, good. old man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's good. Uh, we've been doing a, a testing futsal this app um, that's designed by Project Football, and um, it's obviously in its first stage, so it requires a little bit of a tweaking here and there. I think that's definitely going to happen. Definitely will happen. So we'll be doing more of those come the new, you know, as the season progresses. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye out for it. You can download it. Just check. Just um, Search Futsar F O O T S R in the App Store, and you'll be able to grab it. It's coming to Android students as well, so don't worry about all that sort of thing if you are worried. <laughs> Gilliam, Middlesbrough, CSKA, and Man City. <laughs> yeah, shitload of reviews we've got to do and previews. Oh, there's a lot. Of, you're not bothered yeah. by the way I pronounced CSKA. So that is how you say okay. it. It's okay. So I'm not going to get upset about it. You're upset about what? Windy gets upset about it. Windy does, but Windy also, I don't know if you guys listened to his update, he also fucked up Calgary as well. Did he? Yeah, what did he say? Calgary? Calgary. Oh my god, Calgary. Even we can that. say CSKA. Even I know better than that. Calgary. 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 I think the only thing we want to talk about in Gillingham is um, obviously Edwards come on, good uh, second string team that demolished a very shit team. Harry Winks, very good, I thought. Yeah, he did alright. I mean, given the fact that you'd expect him to be Premier League level, yeah, absolutely. But still, they've still got a you know, it's a it's a big moment. Has he started for us before? I don't think he has. Is he? His first start. So, you know, still, these guys have. If it's something that they've you know working for towards for a lot of years, they've still got to go on and 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 do what they do and do it well. And he did. I was was watching it on this horrendous stream where the commentary was 15 seconds ahead of play <laughs> so I'd be watching it and someone's got it in the centre circle go <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> and they'll have to wait till it comes yeah. around <laughs> fuck at least you know it's us because of the crowd yeah. just don't have to shit going fuck what's going to happen Ericsson's first goal was superb wasn't it was it superb or the keeper flapped it it looked hard to save because it moved all over the place. It had it? a bit of venom behind it, but I thought the keeper flapped at it a little bit. Yeah. But I've got something to say about the streams. Has anyone noticed that they're getting worse? No? I, th- I think that in general, they're streams all... are pretty, pretty maybe, shite maybe anyway. Italian internet is not up to scratch. Well, it's because I've given up Sky, so I, I've started streaming football matches for the first time properly. And it's just, it's just a fucking bore like. Uh, the yeah, problem with streams is that you find a good one, but then you can't get past the fucking pop up advert stuff for a half hour. Yeah, I got in and watched the last, on 55 minutes to watch yeah. the last of the game. It took me until the 80th minute to get rid of the tip yeah. pop up windows and whether I want a dick enlargement. Is it, is, it, is it just me that it always freezes at a crucial moment? Is that just the way it is? Have you got Italian internet? No, I haven't. I've got BT. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Where were you going with that if you just said yes? 
No, I wouldn't be surprised because everything he buys is Italian. He's got his brand new car. He has got a brand new car. He's got hashtags underneath his Instagram posts as well. Try, I was trying to get them the, 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 the Instagram account where I got my car from to retweet it, but I didn't. Why? Repost Why? it. Why is that important to you? It's not really, but it is a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted vindication I wanted vindication exactly. from Alfa Romeo's owner's club. Exactly. Um, <laughs> to be fair, if you spend that much money, I'll, I'll, a little retweet from the main account is yeah. <laughs> so I even actually DM'd them properly. Like, oh, are you are fucking why joking. Are you telling us this? Give us fucking weird. Seriously, what did you say? I said, please uh, retweet my fucking. No, I just bought this car and I love it. And um, I was waiting for them to. They just sent me a little heart back, which was sweet. Oh, you got the emoji palm off. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. by DM? <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing, bro. So first time I've ever like slid into someone's DMs for like trying to get something out of it. Oh, you yeah, got, you got embarrassed more than Crawler did. That makes me feel bad. That's, that's not true either. <laughs> the, uh, okay, let's uh, let's move let's on. Get on chilling. We give a shit about that, really. <laughs> is that, sorry, is that? No, no, no. Do you, give, do you give a shit about it? Uh, no. What do we think about well, the next I, round? Do you know what? Um, the, when, when my stream was okay, I was quite um, like seeing the young lads out there mixed in, mixed in with uh, some of the first teamers. The I know you know Gell- uh, Gillingham is no kind of like benchmark, but the way we were zipping the ball about and how quick we were playing it was like really exciting. I, I thought like the, the lads would like suffer a bit, suffer a bit of stage fright and mm. be a bit more of a calm affair. But they were just like fucking blitzing it, man. That's it was what happens. Though. Really interesting to see how how they just thought. Right, this is our chance. Let's just, let, let's show the boss and show everyone what we've got. And, and then they went for it. And I was like really pleased with the performance. That's what happens when you have a mix of of youth with a, a senior amount of senior players because they're tra- they're all training together through the week as well these aren't kids that are nowhere near the first team and then suddenly you know pulled up from from wherever just to fill some gaps in a cut batch that we don't give a shit about it's the, the, they're playing and training together all the time so. yeah I, I agree with Alex they're, they're hungry they want to play they want to play they want to impress they're not like Fazio and these other guys who were just sitting around they knew they were never going to get anywhere near the team and they really didn't give a fuck these, these kids actually wanted to prove and make a point Clinton G sees goal that's a good goal. That's banging, isn't it? But the whole build-up play, great finish. Uh, he's on loan, right? Yeah. <laughs> and getting back. And yeah. G and Batatimi Gomez up front together. Uh, yeah. At last. A weird one. <laughs> uh, I think G was playing off on the left, so um, not quite up front. But nice try. You know the. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> sorry. You know uh, the official <laughs> Marseille account. Yeah. Yeah, for for America. <laughs> not the main one not the Spanish one but the one in America yeah mm-hmm. yeah. they tweeted us and went yeah we, he, he is on loan but we've got a 7 million option we can take him whenever we want <laughs> <laughs> and I was I, I took it back and I, I didn't wasn't sure if we, if we were entering some sort of banter phase on Twitter <laughs> or not so I thought I'd push it and, and he said but don't worry you've got and could do and he is fire and he put the fire emojis Oh, and I said don't change this <laughs> Don't change, change the subject. subject. <laughs> Give us back a G. <laughs> and nothing. Of course. You scared him off because he's like 11, probably. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know. Sometimes you think, oh, this could be great. And yeah, then you, uh, you yeah, need to test the waters. He bottled it. And yeah. uh, I think we won that. Yeah. They may yeah. have in G, but we won. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, Liverpool away. Yeah, I'm not massively happy. Could have done without that, really. Yeah, big time. They're going to take it seriously. You've got no fuck all to do this season, have they? Apart from take, take the League Cup seriously. So. 
But isn't if we do beat them, that's just that's that's glory. I think the most important thing to remember is that the the game we played against them at Wire Lane, where they they, they were much the better team. I'm pretty sure that was a mistake. <laughs> Not what sure do you that. mean? Well, I just don't think we meant to play that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you look at who they you look at who they've beaten, and you look at and, and look at the way they're playing, and, and really, we were we were what half as decent as we should be, and they still can beat us. <laughs> so I'm just laughing. What a laughing. brilliant it's review! Yeah, that was just a mistake. <laughs> They finish went, oh fuck. But I, I don't I don't think Liverpool will go that strong against us. They they need to they they're making a push in the league. They need to save all their energy for the way they're playing at the moment. They're gonna go strong. We, 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 we ain't gonna fucking win up at Anfield. I don't know. Yes. Fuck anyone's kidding. We are not gonna win that game. Oh. Oh. Sick little pen. Nah, no, last no. minute, last Do minute dive from Janssen. Best we're gonna get is dirty little draw dogs. Bring it back. But don't you think there's something? There's something nice. It won't go back. It'll, it'll go to penalties. Oh, will it? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, man. Oh, we don't want to bring we're it back. Not... We don't want to bring it back anyway. No. I'm, I'm with T. Just fuck that shit off now. We're too big for it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what's nice though? Is to go to their place and just. Just palm them off with our reserves. Yeah, give no one over 16. Sorry, Anfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of the people, you little weird people that are whinging. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Anfield, I'll start that again. Uh, here's, here's our uh, second string team for you to get excited about because this is a big thing for you, not for us. Pochettino doesn't even go, just sends old Jesus up there. Is that racist? Jesus no, Perez, that's his name. Ah, right. Just making sure. Yeah. I've got, I've got, as the uh, as the main voice. I like you dog, checking I, me. I need to make sure that we're always toeing the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always toeing the line. <laughs> Say some more Italian stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I only said one Italian. Thing, whether or not you had Italian broadband. <laughs> the other stuff was before we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Uh, don't know. Uh, yes, so uh, starting lineup against Borough, missing Kane, Dyer, and Dembele, and Rose. Does does that yeah? Does that give you faith in our squad depth? I think for sixty minutes, yeah, it did. And then they brought on the world's worst best footballer I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like that guy's a triore. Yeah, where's he from? Barcelona. Well, Villa, oh, he? Fire Villa. He was at Villa last was he? season, wasn't he? Was he? I think so. That explains a lot. He he. When he came on, he was superb. Like yeah. he. he well, was he, he though? Well, no, no, hang was on. Was he really? No, all, right, all right, let me. I'll, I'll rephrase that. He was superb for the first five seconds that he had the ball, <laughs> and then he, he turned into the worst player I've ever seen. He's like, he was so dangerous, and then he was shit. He was like that kid at school who was just like a bit bigger, and like the year above, that used to come and play football. He just, he just used to run through you. Yeah. His arms are plenty, elbows are going. When I saw him make his debut for Villa, I'm pretty sure it's got to be the same guy now. You're making me doubt myself. But um, when he played with Villa, he was amazing for the first 15 minutes, and then he didn't do anything else for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, he was excited. I think that's where he came from. But I mean, I guess the reason why we're talking about him is because he, he kind of changed the flow of the game. He, they brought him on and Jordan Rhodes, who is destined for another shit season in the Premier League because he is a Champions League. Championship striker, sorry, um, but they did together kind of alter the game, and, and we had complete control. Uh, and then they came on, and, and it changed Massively. a lot. But I mean, like, um, so when we were, like the first half, we completely dominated, um, and, and they were still kind of like had a lot of a lot of men behind the ball, uh, really trying not to concede. They had nothing going forward whatsoever. Um, they didn't have any player to kind of change the game or, or, or there was no one trying to put any balls through 
and when that geezer came on and he had that directness of like like Arthur Soko mm. of just getting the ball but better and, and just <laughs> <laughs> and then just flying through people using pace power Did and you? we were just a bit like dumbstruck and some geezer just fucking running through us and we're like looking at him and saying what the fuck's going on here was it, every time we got him did you just not just go fuck because I did <laughs> yeah. every single time we got him fuck let's <laughs> got it again I um I think there was always going to be a period playing um, away from home where the home team is going to have no matter how dominant you are there's always going to be a 15 minute spell where they have a little bit of, of possession and, and, and someone mixes it up but um, but then they scored yeah I know but what I'm saying is that we still they scored what 65th minute it was still a long long way to go we could have and I've seen us and we've all seen us completely capitulate at those times particularly away from home at places where we think we should be going and winning easy yeah. after dominating a game for the first half or the first hour or whatever it's and we didn't like, we didn't really look in massive trouble it's like, a bit after like, that, uh, like a dominatrix who's got <laughs> he's got like dominatrix he's got a client down on the strapped up to crucifix or whatever it is they do and then he, she whips him a couple of times and then suddenly he, he gets a fist free uh, <laughs> Pun- actually just punched the mic a fist get his fist and, and lashes out that's kind of what it reminded me of you just said me then and not him yeah whatever <laughs> well I wasn't I wasn't too worried about it because we won 23 out of our last 25 games against rele- against uh, promoted opposition yeah. so we haven't lost against a newly promoted team since QPR in 2012 so really big fact so did you get that from is that written down here no not right. <laughs> oh <laughs> secret facts story secret facts are we now this is the right well, time to you to be exactly. fair <laughs> so um, we used to have like a, a theory that we would always lose or we wouldn't do well against uh, the newly promoted teams but then I've just buried that that myth <laughs> I've, I've just I'm buried here. that <laughs> I'm here to bury myths <laughs> <laughs> No, it was. Uh, That's not me to do. It was decent. Do we think uh, Janssen? Right? Can I? Can I make? A, can I just make another comment before we, before we go on? Who wrote the running order? Uh, T. So why the fuck is Son, who's the best player in Europe statistically <laughs> at the moment, better than every other player on, in Europe on who scored? Yeah, why is he like ninth in the running order? All right, well let's talk about him now. Then. Let's talk about him now. He's the greatest player I've ever high. seen. Superb. He was great. Yeah. Where, so where, well. Where's this guy come from? Uh, South, South Korea. Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Freaks. No, listen, listen. He, he's listen, listen. He isn't the same guy last season. He was like, I know he had his injuries and he was kind of stop start and he wanted to leave in the summer. That's come out now, but I'm just, I can't believe what I'm seeing. I think he was. It's just, I'm not blown away, but just I'm shocked at. Um, at the turnaround in him he always looks like I think I can't remember who it was that said last week but he, he I think it might have been T that he plays like a fan he's always got a smile on his face and very you know full of energy chasing everything down but you know Monaco the first half against Monaco he wasn't really even that bad I mean he had the one cleared off the line but it was just the easy substitution to make and I think even though he'd started quite well in those couple of games before and I think he went off against um, Monaco at half time and then just saw a lot of stuff online about oh you know as if he was the same son that we'd saw last year and he has and, and you can see the reaction from the other players around him as well on Saturday how um, that he's that they're expecting that from him now it seemed <coughs> do you reckon they just want they wanted to get in on his happiness Maybe. you know like when you're around happy people they make you happy yeah I think that's what it, what it was well if he keeps if he keeps going on I'll be, I'll be happy because even last season when he was playing poorly he seemed the 
there, there seems he seems to be really in with the other players. And that's not great. You feel he's got like a point to prove now. If if you know he was he was well, he start he's going to start exactly. So, but what I'm saying is that during that season he was in and out of the team. You know, bits and pieces, and then this year he's obviously felt that he wasn't going to be getting enough playing time that he wanted, wanted to leave, and now he said they've that he stayed. He, he needs to make sure that he's there's a reason why he's staying. Yeah, he's got a bit more motivation. I don't know. Last season, I don't, I don't, I don't think he he was poor. I think it was, I think it was average. But I mean, it was his uh, first season in in the Prem, and like as we've seen, like with players like Lamella and, and there's other players that how, how long it takes to to bed in to get up to speed and stuff. Um, and the like, you know, the culture and everything else that goes with it, and I don't know. It, it, he's he's been he's been great the last last couple of games, and um, and against Monaco, I don't know. I think I, I the it looked like the occasion got to him a bit, and like uh, he was just wasn't himself. He wasn't that kind of daring to go forward and take people on and. Like he, like watching the kind of as you do when you buy a player, and you, you're watching the YouTube highlights and being both footed and scoring, sc- scoring some great goals. <laughs> and I was expecting to see that, and I saw flashes of that. But you know, he he wasn't the leading man. And now that kind of Kane's uh, been injured, we're, we're looking to our midfield to come up with a good because otherwise it ain't going to happen. And while Janssen tries to get his feet. Um, we're looking at uh, Ericsson's, his sons, Sissoko's to, to, to fill in. I think I think Son's been great. His first season was better than Lamella's first season, and now we're going into a second season, and his second season's right. better than Lamella's. He's producing more. He's ter- he terrified Sunderland, yeah. and um, against Monaco, if he had taken that chance, which they saved off the line, you know, it would have been a different mm. game again. And then at the weekend, his um, his confidence in taking players on in the box, and just not even just that on the ball. It's actually taking snapshots, taking quick shots off either foot. And um, his speed of thought as well is, is quite amazing. And there was times against Sunderland where Lamella came on and he, he still looks ponderous. But Son, he's just got the confidence and ability to do things quickly. So Lamella's been dropped for his third game in a row. Um, is there anything to be led, read into this? No. I don't think so either. I, I, I think we've got... I think he's superb, Lamella. And we, he's exactly the kind of player we need. We need these players around. We need Ericsson... Um, we, we need Son and Lamella to be playing and, and available when they're, they're ready. A squad, and, good squad, a, a yeah. great squad. And Lamella doesn't come on like moping around. He gets he, like the bit between yeah. his teeth, and um, you know, he's there's, there's no there's no discussion to be had. There's no downside to it is the no. point, isn't it? Because you can him and Son can almost interchange. If, if, if Son starts and after an hour he hasn't proved as effective as, as he has been the last few games, then you know you can bring on Lamella who is going to run his bollocks off and and can most of the time bring out one of those through ball passes from, from nowhere and vice versa if Lamella's having one of those games where just nothing's coming off for him for the first hour you can swap him for Son who's going to be a bit more direct uh, News has come out that the scan for Harry Kane was really positive it looks like he'd be, be back much sooner than we thought um, Janssen obviously started the last two games I thought despite Rude Hullett's, um section on, on match of the day Janssen did Fucking hell! Did you see that? I haven't seen it. What happened? It's like about him towing a narrative. Is that anything to do with that? Yeah, uh, yeah, completely. Like, like, you know, if uh, he like, who was on the rest of the day, and for me personally, I think he was like clearly taking shots at Janssen. 
Uh, and he, he was just being a, a massive prick about it. Why? Well. What, what did he say? I, I didn't. Uh, he was like um, saying, "Oh, like he was saying, oh, Son's here, and you can see Janssen there as a striker. Gary, you know, you'd be finding space as to Instagram. <laughs> he's not finding space. He's not doing anything. He's not doing what." what right. a striker should be doing and he should be attacking those areas but he's not and they're like highlighting different bits of our midfield but always going back to Janssen he shouldn't be there he should be somewhere else why then why what, 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 what if he's the right the thing is as well and like what if he should be in those positions <laughs> well I don't care <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking care all, yeah. I, all I know is, is, all I care horrible, is yeah. he's a fellow Dutchman and you should be going oh yeah fucking he's great man look at him and he wasn't the right, he wasn't the right place for the first goal he laid it off nicely to Sun yeah. all, all I would say right yeah that was fucking great yeah. as well there was a ball in uh, for the Gillingham game there was a ball in and Janssen was completely he, he, his, his positioning was all, all at sea and he, he, he positioned himself and made, meant that he couldn't have any chance of finishing the ball and I don't know and you saw Pochettino from the side of the, side of the pitch just screaming like what are you doing but they've said there's been a few pundits in inverted commas that said the same about Kane in the last few weeks as the fact that he's you know he's such a willing worker and, and willing to, to drop deep and drop into different positions that sometimes when it goes in the box he's not in the right places I think it's just a question of it, it might be one of those classic things that he needs a goal to go off of his backside. Do you know what it is? Is that it's like, but it's I, not, I not everyone well. just needs to not talk about it. Yeah, like everyone's going to talk about it. Oh, he's a new soldado. That's just <laughs> stupid thing to say. I think people want. Some people feel oh, like people want him to be even. Desperate, yeah. For it. yeah. Desperate. For so it. let's just not talk about it. Yeah. All right. And, and let him just. Whatever happens, happens. Thing is, if, he, if he was playing and he was doing absolutely fuck all, then uh, then uh, then I would have problems. But when he's playing. Um, he's him holding the ball up, bringing other players like our midfielders into posi- like, like um, into attacking positions. Ericsson's come on, Son's come on, and uh, you know he, he's doing he's doing his part of even though he's not scoring, he's doing his bit for the team. Yeah. But if he was not doing anything, then yeah. you know eyebrows would, would be. We've won, we've, like, what are you doing? We've won a game and he's been involved with, with, with one of the goals out of two, so uh, that's good. Siska is coming up tomorrow night. Um, Who? There's no point talking about it. Siska. Oh, by the time the podcast out, it's going to be just predict what you think had happened. When? Go on. Their goalkeeper's shit. Oh, oh, for fuck's sake. Go away. Seriously, go away. Drink that WD 40. Uh, are you doing this as a joke? No, is there any comedic element to it at all? No, I, I can't even. I don't think he's that good. He's yeah, like, but no one cares. Who is their goalkeeper? Igor Akinifev. He used to be like a football manager, like amazing legend. But in real life, he struggles to catch. Yeah, but you said this about Pickford. Pickford is shit. What about Stecklenburg? Stecklenburg is shit. Your shit. Your <laughs> shit. Your shit. You know what? Your shit. Your predictions are shit. Right. I'll tell you what we want to do. Every time Barney tweets about football, just tweet him back. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Just the no, word no, shit. No, no, all the time, else. yeah. He'll hate that as well. Why, why not That's not rude. Stuff? I don't mind people being tweeting me Pickfords. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, just do that then. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah. That's quite funny. <laughs> no, shit. Shit's not rude, the is, is it? Come on, you're shit. Hate. No, but then you can handle like, someone saying shit to you. Yeah, but Sweet Bardy TFC <laughs> shit. But um, I <laughs> CSK Moscow Sesko oh god Yes Not me on my flow Sesko Moscow They're You know They're not the greatest team In the world <laughs> uh, They got their star man back Jagoyev is back The um, the Russian number 10 who Alan missed. 
Alan, that's the champ. Yeah, he's yeah. a good player. He's, he's a fucking league player. Yeah. I think he scored a couple this weekend. Do you know as well. the Giants have just walked into their new stadium as well? They've it's the third, fourth game that they've played in their new stadium. Yeah. Uh, so we're in a similar position. They don't know. It's, it, it was only like half four as well, their stadium. Um, they got office space and hotels and all the corners. But they, they haven't had a they haven't had a fucking stadium to play in. They've been playing like fucking I don't know like two hours outside the centre of Moscow or some shit. Was it them that used to play on the artificial pitch? Don't they all out there? How far into the into their season are they? <laughs> I think they're coming towards they're coming towards the end because they break for the winter. Towards the end, yeah, because that's not the end of their season. That's just the end of that. What the first half season. is it? I think it's the end of their season. We should probably move on. Yeah. <laughs> I think okay. it's the end of their season. But this is what makes people like the fighting cocks. <laughs> like you, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It it's just that we figured out. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Can't play football in snow. <laughs> <laughs> they can. You use the orange ball. <laughs> <laughs> One of my earliest football memories is that game. Uh, I think we played Sheffield Wednesday. Where Waddle scored a couple of goals and um, used an orange football. Nottingham Forest away one yeah, one. Uh, got pulled off the pitch. I, I think I've got a program at home yeah. of that. Yeah. I know we've been doing this like five and a half years, but lads, you've got to try not to talk over each other. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fucking dicks. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jansen, he's all right, isn't he? Um, have we had an easy start to the season? RJ called Derbs on Twitter says an easy start to the season. I don't think so. Away to Everton. Good work, really. <laughs> yeah. Away to Everton, Liverpool, you know, away to newly promoted team. You can never tell, can you? Four wins, okay. four, four wins, two draws. Yeah. What, what, what more can you. Uh, is it. What's, what's the. Just accept that we might be alright. That we might actually be alright. It's not in our DNA. To, he said, well, I don't care. Just accept it. It's fine. Everything's fine. We can't. It's not just like saying going to someone who's depressed and going, just be happy. It's hard. Yeah. It's ingrained in your, your your DNA. We've seen it all before. Although there hasn't been a, a more prolonged, because even on the red nap, there was it was amazing, but it was short lived in comparison to what we've been going through with Pochettino and this system, and this team currently. Well, this is the first time since two thousand and four, two thousand and five, we've remained unbeaten in our first six games. What isn't it the best best start for fifty one years as well? Yeah, yeah. It's, that's a uh, we're going to win the league. Heavy numbers. Because yeah, we never start well, and if like last season we yeah we had a kind of mediocre start, didn't we? We didn't win the first, first four games, I don't think. No. So uh, I think guys, <laughs> gonna win the league. We've got uh, we've got Man City coming up, and if you look, everyone's going on this big blue machine. Man City, Pep Guardiola, he's the best coach in the world. You've played the fucking six shittest teams in the league, mate. United. What happens? Mate. Yeah, six. <laughs> Five shit is taken the What was the score? They won. Two one. Were they good? Um, they were good for the first sixty minutes. Then you, no, they were good for the first forty-four minutes. Can we beat them? Uh, yeah, but I think Ricky's got a really good point. It's gone. <laughs> no, I, it's not really a good point. It's, it's a point that I've been trying to say, but I've just been overlooked. You're not going back to something we discussed a little while back. Yeah, I am, mate. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly where I'm going. Go on, then, Rick. I'm in that door, and I'm going to say something that it's just going to. There's no point anyway. But Go on. Um, going back to the easy start, it's, it's majorly cliche that there's no easy game in the Premier League. And if you look at every time, I, when I was a kid and in the nineties, um, and I'd look to see who Spurs were playing, it's like Tottenham are at home to whoever. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we might win that. 
Whenever we were away, oh no, fuck it, never going to win that, never ever going to win that. Yeah. And like, you just write it off if you're playing away. And now with the Prem, and you see that you've got, even though like we, we, we smashed Stoke up, Stoke away is a difficult game. You, you go to other, like Everton away, and the way Everton are playing, and you think, oh, actually, we're doing, we're doing well, we've got a great squad, got loads of depth, blah, 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 pots, and you think, do you know what, do you really think that we have a divine right to go to Everton and win? And, and all these other teams as well. It, it's just so, I can, every time we come up against a team, no matter who it is in the league, and you think, Burnley, Burnley away, right, should do them, just come up, blah, blah, blah. But going to those fucking stadiums up at Burnley is a fucking shitto up there. Mm. It's the, the, the people up there as well. They're horrible. It's going to put you off your game. <laughs> you know, you've got, got to drive through these shit, horrible man. places on the coach. Oh, and mate. Like, horrible. Everywhere. It's, it's fucking, it's hard. Bricking your coach. Exactly. Bricking your training session. <laughs> Bricking your warm-ups. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's fucking hard. It is hard. Um, that's an excellent point. <laughs> yeah, but um, going going over to the um, game against Man City as well, and saying that they haven't played anyone of any real calibre. You know, United away, it's a derby. Anything can happen. Whatevs. Um, but I think we will beat them. I do. And I'm, I'm, I'm quite confident as well and playing at White Lane it's percentage, it's, percentage confident tell me what is the percentage uh, I'm going to go with 85 <laughs> wow really wow. yeah 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 that's big alright percentage confident now you're going to be 84 you're 84% confident no, I'm, uh, I, I am I'm not confident but I I'm, I know that we can beat them you know there's years gone by where you think it's just it's a complete write off but I, I think we can turn up and do them I'd say 60% Okay, thirty-three percent. We can we can win. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fifty-one percent. But I think we we, we need to do it for history. We need to do it for um, because they keep going on about their ten games, ten game one in the row, and trying to compare it to Spurs' run in the, ten, 60, ten, in won, the league. But they and in I, everybody's forgetting that at the moment. Everyone's chucking in the EFL Cup and the Champions League. Everyone's going on about how they're going to do this eleven-game winning streak. So it's, it's who, who is? Do you mean the media? Is that? The media. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's not true. No, it's bollocks. So they, they've had five games. Uh, six. six. Six games. So they've they've won six games. And yeah. On the bounce. So they've got another do another six to beat us. So we need to do it for history. Just 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 to stop it. Just it would be great if, if, if we were the ones to stop it. And do you know what? I fucking hate Man City fans. I fucking hate them. Yeah. Really? They're a small little club. All right, that's fine. They got their money. They they're, they're excited and, and and they're out there bouncing around and whatnot. And and I get the fact that they they get to be excited given the fact that they've lived next to Man United. I appreciate that. But the fans that I sat next sat next to uh, weren't humble guys. Yeah. They were self entitled little pricks, yeah, right. and they were giving it. And Jermaine Defoe about three or four seasons ago stuck it in the net. Yeah, I remember that. Beating three one, scored three goals in six minutes. And turning around to see their crumpled little faces that they saw the souls within themselves that they've sold out. They were like Judas hanging from the tree. They were. I said they've sold their souls and they realised that sometimes football games don't go the way they want them to. <laughs> and there were 6,000 Spurs fans reminding them of that. <laughs> so fuck you, Man City. Okay. So, we've sort of done predictions through the percentages, haven't we? And uh, De Bruyne is out, which is... 
a huge, a huge boost. He is the bollocks, isn't he? He is the fucking nuts. All right, quick, quick question, very quick. Luis Khan on uh, Facebook or Can on Facebook says, if Spurs got rid of Cockrell from our chest, what would you play, replace it with? Ricky, what? Ricky's face. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Dick, I'd say. <laughs> I was thinking like a, um, a lamppost with two two kids meeting underneath a lamppost, like the lamppost, and that's where Spurs was founded. That is nice. Well, if you're going to take it seriously, then. Yeah, but that's well, good. But he's a fucking writer, isn't he? <laughs> Not like you, he fucking gets beat up for <laughs> fake living, half a living, when you go home and you're sick of selling sunglasses, you're going to a gym to get beaten up. He fucking, he's po- there's poetry in him. <laughs> alright? Yeah, alright. Deep in me. <laughs> Just talking about chasing Swedish women into the sea. I didn't chase them, I watched them. He didn't, he didn't watch either. He it happened to notice past. as it went in. Yeah, I'm trying to help you. I know, I did notice. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, thanks for everyone. Who, who made the tweet from our account posting those free reviews? Who was that? What? It was Case. Was it Case? They they were great. They were great. Oh, the, oh, the uh, IQ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were fantastic. So leave us some reviews because the best ones we'll read out, mm. especially the, the most... Uh, Strangers abused. of Fish was his name, wasn't it? Strangers. Yeah, I think yeah. he nailed it, didn't he? Yeah. He nailed it. Prick. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nailed me. Uh, yeah, so leave them. Go go to iTunes, uh, leave your reviews, and give us five stars if you think, or one star. I don't know. I don't think. Does and, it matter? And subscribe as well. Subscribe, yeah. yeah subscribe. Give us more views because we need more views. Yeah. Uh, views. We've got, we need more listens. Yeah, we need more listens. Like we don't have enough. <laughs> Tens of thousands of you. That ain't enough for us. <laughs> Maybe one hundred thousand. I don't even fuck. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not even drunk. I oh, know, yeah, yeah. You, you seem excitable. <laughs> All right, it's half time. Thank you very much, Wendy, for your update you're about to give. Yeah. Wendy, you about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, this is Wendy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. That intro was for Cuckoo Kachu on Reddit who said, Can someone please tell Windy Coys to stop messing with his intro? Hope that was okay. This is a very depressing youth update. None of our loan players clubs won and none of our youth teams won. Plus, I'm going to have a bit of a rant about our 23 side. So, yeah, um, call calm. Starting off the low knees, Will Miller was a 75th minute sub as Burton lost 3-1 at Norwich. Luke McGee played the full match and Nathan Odwell was a 78th minute sub as Peterborough drew 1-0 with Walsall. Nabil Bentaleb played the full match as Schalke lost 2-1 at Hoffenheim and he was sort of responsible for one of the goals with a sloppy pass in midfield, though he didn't really have many other options on other than lumping it forward, so won't blame him too much. And finally, Federico Fazio played 90 minutes as Roma lost 3-1 at Torino. The under-18s drew tall at Swansea. They went 2-0 down and came back through two goals from Jack Rolls. Uh, After the match, John McDermott said, Scoring goals is a nice habit for Jack Rolls to have, but there are still huge parts of his game that, if he's to fulfil his potential, he needs to start adding to, and start adding to quickly. So a fairly harsh assessment there from McDermott about Rolls, who I like, actually. I think Rolls has got a touch of a Lampard about him with the way he arrives late in the danger area. I do like him as a player and I'm wondering whether, I don't know, McDermott's using this as a way to motivate him in some respect. So, I well, make up your own assumptions about what's going on behind the scenes there. The under-23s lost 1-0, another defeat. 
this time to Southampton, and that is three defeats in a row, which isn't great. Yugo Ekiog said after the match, it was another opportunity for some of the boys. Tash and Oakley Booth has played again. Rio Griffith has done exceptionally well for his first game at this level at 16 years of age. TJ Ioma was unlucky not to start the game based on the second half against Liverpool, and it's a chance for the boys who are on the periphery as well. Those latter lads have got to step up. The younger ones are pushing them closely, and they've had opportunities because of injuries to others. When those injured players come back, there's going to be even more competition. And that's prompted me to want to talk a bit about the players that aren't available to Ekiog, because although I've been fairly critical of him in the past, I do think he has a difficult job of it. So if you look at the players that are not available to him for a, a variety of reasons, you've got Will Miller, Nathan Odewa, Philippe Lesniak, Luke McGee, Luke Amos, Cy Goddard, Marcus Edwards, Connor Ogilvie, then obviously Harry Winks and Josh Onema, and Cameron Carter-Vickers. These are players who are either on loan with the first team squad or injured. Um, and he's also got a number of players who who just seem completely out of their depth and have never even really looked anything special for the under-18s. Uh, I mean, Joe Muscat was OK for the under-18s, but he didn't put in a string of consistently good performances and suddenly he's found himself in the under-23 squad, along with the likes of Anthony Georgiou, who again was quite streaky for the 18s, Charlie Owens in midfielder, Joe Pritchard... Zimlis, Ryan Loft, and to be honest, I'd even include Anton Walks in that list, although obviously he's just made his debut for the first team, which, by the way, is just, I still find that utterly bizarre. Um, there are problems, and I do worry because it can't be good for the likes of Kyle Walker Peters, who is a tremendous talent, to be playing alongside such average players. I mean, the back four that he's a part of is, is not good with Christian Magoma and Anton Walks at centre back. That's a very ropey partnership. And Tom Glover, who I think he does have potential and there are elements of his game that are excellent, but he has also been a complete liability over the past year uh, and it can't give any confidence to the players playing in front of him. It's a really difficult situation for Ekiog and I've been fairly um, outspoken on the fact that I think he needs to go because some of his team selections and, and well, some of his team selections have been poor and I don't think he motivates the players and I don't think he's actually improved many players. Um, but I do feel really sorry for him because he's not got much to work with and I think we need to consider even potentially buying a few young players just to play in this age group. Um, though, of course, that's very difficult to do because how do you sell that to an incoming young player? Oh, you're coming in to play for the 23s and, you know, you might get a chance at the first team squad except you've got Edwards, Onomar, Winks, Carter Vickers, Walker-Peters ahead of you, plus, you know, Paul Lopez and Kudu. There's other players in the fringes that are going to be ahead of these players. So it's not easy, and I don't know how we solve it, but um, let's let's monitor that one and come back to that in a month's time. The under-19s will have played another UEFA Youth League match, this time against Seska, Moscow on Tuesday. Uh, let's see how that one's gone. I imagine it won't be an, a very positive result. Um, but then this under-19 team could potentially contain some of the better players we've got. So Oakley Booth, uh, George Marsh, who I like, although apparently didn't play very well for the 23s. Um, and Tanganga, Jaffet Tanganga, the under-18 centre-back, is now back from injury, so hopefully he'll play a part as well. OK, that's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. <laughs> Second half of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Um, we've just started. Ricky and Bardi are outside, but we thought, fuck them. 
didn't we? So we just thought we'd talk like we're doing sitting talk. down. Is that I am sitting down. All right, yeah. I'll stand up. Yeah, stand up. Uh, the next question from Ossie underscore Bossy. He says uh, he's from Reddit. He says Ricky update. What's he been up to? Any new funny adventures? I think we established this at the beginning. He didn't have any. No. What about you? You must have had some funny adventures this week. You've normally got stories to tell. Uh, I've put my back out. Have, have you actually though? Or yes, is it, just... it is. It is bad. I, I, since I was fifteen, I, I I had an injury when I was fifteen years old playing football at Highgrove School, which is a very rough school, which I didn't belong in, and survived. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I hurt my back since then, and then up until uh, older than second body. Can you go and let body in, <laughs> and I'll carry on this story. Uh, yeah, so basically hurt my back when I was about fifteen, and had back issues ever since. And um, I was playing with the missus kid on Saturday. We having, like, he reckoned he could take me on, basically. And as a 35-year-old man against a six-year-old, I was like, I weren't having it, basically. I was like, I had to teach him a lesson or two. And um, chokeslammed him. And when I, <laughs> so, so when I chokeslammed him, I put my back out. Um, yeah, OK, so we're back, Ricky. Uh, we had a question from Ossie Bossy says if you've got any more funny stories we've kind of cleared that up haven't we you haven't got any no I haven't got any I haven't got any no and uh, Bardy you got any funny stories other than watching women running to the sea not really no, no fair enough alright so uh, West Ham so this is a thing that's quite close to my heart to a certain yeah. degree because I, we were talking in a WhatsApp group last night and I, I actually feel a bit sorry for him I feel a bit sorry for him because they've clearly had the soul ripped out of their, their, their football club and partisanship aside it's not a nice thing to see happen in, and it potentially could happen to any of us we're just lucky that we've got a uh, owner at a football club who want you know there, there has been times when he's tested this but by and large does the right thing for our football club but they've fucked West Ham Brady Sullivan and Gold have fucked them by moving to this new stadium I mean don't get me wrong the performances on the pitch haven't been great and they probably wouldn't be moaning if they were third in the league or whatnot. but those issues remain and the minute they start playing badly they would have come back to the fore I think um, I agree I it's not about West Ham watching West Ham lose and, and like the first game at this new stadium yeah it's amusing and, and you can and I, and I get partisanship and I get why it's funny and why people don't like West Ham and, and everyone else I, I get that what my point about it when we were discussing it was that like you say this this could happen to anyone and this could happen to us I don't know many West Ham fans I don't know whether the vast majority were actually for the whole Olympic Stadium move or were against it or were indifferent I don't know and like you say it could have been all different if they're third in the league you know maybe things are different but I watched some of the fan cam stuff after which I know is always very like the extremes of, of yeah. fans and that type of thing so you take it with a pinch of salt but you know there were people there that genuinely felt that they'd been kind of Ripped, you know, the, the, the club is being being taken away from them. And, and forget forget that it's West Ham for a minute. If you can be picked up and moved to a place like that, and and the issues that they've had with seating and stewarding, and and like they've got things like fresh pop, little things like popcorn stands and candy floss stands and stuff in there, and and it just seems that it's being marketed and used as such a huge commercial tool rather than what it's actually for in terms of a football club that. I, I don't understand how you can't not feel sorry for them as football fans if you take the West Ham element out of it I don't give a fuck I really don't care about West Ham I have no time for them 
the fact that they've moved to this stadium it's just they've fucked up from a board level they've made mistakes the way the stadium is managed it's actually managed by the Olympic Committee and of course the Olympic Committee or whoever it is are going to market it for the, the everyday tourist found with a popcorn and candy floss like that but that's not a reason for us to feel sorry for them they've made mistakes they wouldn't be stood around a microphone now going oh I feel sorry for Tottenham they'd be loving it when we had to play them and half our players were having a fucking diarrhea all over the place do you think they took any pity on us no, but you're talking about it in the past no, no, no. Having, was, a, having a diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> when they were shitting them do you think they cared no they don't when um, they, they revel in our misery so I don't, I don't care about them and I hope this goes to shit and I, I hope that they turn into the London Hammers because then good then they, then they can fuck off as far as I'm concerned they're just they're nothing to me and I will enjoy every single bit of their misery and all of us should I, I understand where Flav's coming from about the whole fan fans being being moved out from where they meant to be but half of them were just cheering this at the start of the season they were like this is our next step this is how we get into the Champions League so fuck them you know yeah, and, but exactly and as you two said sorry my last point as you two said this has only come about because they're playing shit if they were in third and playing alright they'd be look at our stadium <coughs> look how many fans we've got look how many season tickets we sold and look how good we're doing I don't disagree with you on almost all of that what I'm saying is you look at it as a bigger as a bigger picture, right? As as the way that that what can happen to to football fans. And like I said, I'm not, I don't feel any different to West Ham than the way you do. But what I'm saying is, you look at a situation like that, and I there's there's a, a I feel sorry for people that for the people that didn't want to move to that stadium and, and knew all along that this is what was going to happen to their club and felt that they were being taken for a ride with no power to stop it whatsoever. Whether they tried or not, I don't know. And you know, and people will say that look, if, if you feel that strongly about it, then you go out into the streets and, and do what you do. Exactly. Yeah. Protest. But what I'm just saying as a, as, a, as a bigger picture, I was trying to look at it by taking West West Ham the badge and the fans out of it and just looking at it as a as a individual circumstance and, and that's what I maybe maybe sympathy is a strong too strong a word but it's along those lines I'm sympathetic of them as football fans not as West Ham fans I'm fucking, you know, I mean I, I've always said I've said it on the podcast many times I respect West Ham for being a grassroots football club who have kind of been able to kind of continue to support their club in a way that they feel is genuine to them and that opportunity has been completely removed from them again look I Buddy, when you said fuck them, I get it. If it was Arsenal, I, I, I couldn't give a fucking shit. I hope everything bad happens to them and their families. But <laughs> but but, but uh, it's a different thing with West Ham, and I, I I I can't see past the fact that if this was happening to Tottenham, it would be the worst thing on earth. And as football fans, not as as fans of Tottenham, as fans of the game, you have to see what a, a terrible thing has happened because it's out of their control. It's not like it's not like Arsenal fans whinging because they've lost one nil to Wigan or Stoke or whatever it is. This is something else. This is the entire ident- identity of their club has been sold down the river by it, and they had no control. I, I think one of the points you did make about them protesting there was a distinct lack of protest, yeah. whereas at Spurs we did protest. Yes. And they they are culpable to that extent, but no amount of protest, really, in realistic terms, would have stopped them from moving there. And 
I'm happy. I do. I do. I, don't get me wrong. When I saw Southampton have beaten three 0 mm-hmm. I was cracking up. Like I was laughing at my phone. I was looking there and saying, oh, "They've done it again." <laughs> but and they they would take great joy in us. But you know, sometimes you you need to rise above and realise that there's a greater issue here. And you know, if you accept the fact that, or, or, or take joy in the fact that they. Uh, the, the predicament they find themselves at no fault of their own then you kind of you're, you're setting yourself up for a fall in my opinion because it could happen to us it could happen to any club and imagine how bad it would be if you did Rick well it's, it, it's happening to the clubs all, all over like even clubs we, 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 like obviously we, we don't have a rivalry in whatever league that they're moving, they're moving to new stadiums. They 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 want more money. They want to market themselves better. They want this, that, and the other. And you know, this is this is not to not to the extent of what's happening now. But this is what West Ham wanted, and this is what was going to take them to the next level. And they're getting a stadium that cost them nothing. They were going to move the seats. They were going to do this. They were going to do that and the other. And you know, for, it didn't yeah, cost for every, it didn't cost the fans nothing. It cost the fans everything. Well the, th- well, the thing is, it, they, they've, they've still got what, what they wanted. Who? The, the West Ham fans. I don't know if they did. I don't know if they want it. They clearly don't. Well, well they, yeah, they, they don't want it now, because it's, it's like... These issues would have risen, not, maybe not now, but the next time they're in a poor patch of form, that's when you start looking at your football club. Suppose they did, did the exact same thing. But, but then what, what happens when, when everything does start to go right... Well, if it doesn't, we're saying about um, about you know the, the the crowd trouble, selling popcorn and all that. There's, there's stuff that will be you know that, that will be looked at and eradicated throughout the season to make things better for them. And and then and they'll probably get a new manager and they'll start be playing better football, whatever. And think things will be alright for them. And this happens to loads of clubs across across the land. And it's gonna ha- and it's gonna happen to us as well. But it's whether like how you prepare for it and the moves you make and the noises you make. So it's kind of like I have no I have no feeling for for West Ham whatsoever and in their plight. And I, I yeah, I understand what you're saying about kind of yeah, this is the rivalry, but if you if you take a step back and look at the bigger picture about Football in general, as a whole, do you know what? If if you go if you if you go, carry on going down that rabbit hole, then there's no point in going to football. There's no point in watching it because the way football is going and moving into a business for everyone, not just West Ham and, and where we're going to go as well. Not saying to that extent, or it could be, it could be fucking worse. But no matter who it is. Like even Chelsea, when they get their new ground, or, or, or like building Stamford Bridge and the tourists and things like that, but all this shit is going to happen, and it's kind of how you how you respond to that and and how you deal with it. It's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. That's fine. But my my issue with it with it is the fans of other clubs just looking at them going fuck them. I don't think I, I think there's a greater issue. You can't save everybody. Well, you're, you're like, days, so, so you're on the fucking Titanic and you're like fucking kick the poor cunt off <laughs> stick him in the wall <laughs> I want to stay on the piano he could leave <laughs> piano <laughs> float <laughs> big, <didn't laughs> yeah. I um, I think what you just said Rick is, is it, it's, it's obviously true I think I think it's that that depresses me I think it's that fact that 
we almost have no choice but to accept that that <laughs> that, that that movement towards that as that's what the game that's what the game's becoming it sounds really wanky but what I mean is it, that's what going to football will be about now and I you know what happens with us I, I don't think I think it will be better because I, I think we'll try and learn lessons from other stuff that's that's happened hopefully um, but I, just, I, I look at that situation and just I, I, I can't help it I'm, I'm not there's no point in me lying and saying oh, you know I, I don't I don't feel any sympathy because I do there's no moment where I think you know what if that was me going to my club and I felt like that I'd be gutted I, I doubt it. I'd even go I doubt I'd have even stepped foot in the, the Olympic Stadium football's never changed it's always been a quest for a club to make more money move its team to a new place so to get more people in when Spurs moved from um, wherever they, where, where do they play then when they moved from there to White Hart Lane it was a financial decision yes they didn't move hundreds of miles but they moved a distance to build a new stadium and it worked out for them in, um, in West Ham's case they've moved stadium and if things have gone wrong they'll, as Ricky said they'll get it right eventually they'll sit down because they've been they'll make, they'll make up their mistakes they'll put people in the right places they'll sort out everything around it and they'll get it right it's not a question that the West Ham are going to disappear tomorrow they're not all the errors that are there are kind of like logistical errors and they'll get fixed football hasn't changed in the last five years football's always been about a club making more and more money fair enough alright let's should we do Barley's Brain Buses yeah why does it say number five it's the fifth one this season oh. love numbers don't you <laughs> do you know what we when, when you were outside we started to open fucking arseholes we didn't know we had a, we had a that's moment. why I know you asked me why I put it yeah. in the we had a moment that's of why yeah. yeah sneaky yeah come on I've got an interim title to defend Brody's Brain Busters Brody's Brain Busters Brody's Brain Busters Makes me fucking erect that sound. Right, concentrate. Come on, Rick. Come on. So, just you know, T's not here, and he's he's the proper champ. He's the lineal champ uh, of Barley's brain busters. The last time we did without him, Alex from Bristol won. But he was against you and Ben Ellis from Iggy Pop. So what are you saying? That was yeah, it's not really a Ricky's here. Ricky's here. Right. You, 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 how do you do when you don't listen back to you? Yeah, I do. He does that. How do you do when you listen back? Do you think you do all right? You hold your own? Uh, yeah, I, I still, even though I know the honor, I'm yeah. still shouting out the real yeah. ones. <laughs> I've just got two stock answers to every question. Jonathan Blondell and Stephanie Everson. Yeah. You know what pisses me off about T is that he always has another fact on top of the, uh, the other oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Last yeah. week, it's like, fuck off. I mean, all right, you're better than us. Don't <laughs> okay. wave your massive dick in our face. Here we go. Question one. Who am I? I was born in Deventer, Bosnia-Herzegovina, on the 5th of February, 1986. I have 93 caps and four goals for my country. I moved to England in 2007. So I was born in Bosnia-Herzegovina on the 5th of February, 1986. 93 caps and four goals for my country. You play for Spurs? I moved to England in 2007 when Man City paid £8 million for me. However, after just one year in Manchester, I moved to Spurs for 5.5. Pedro Corluca! Corluca. Oh, uh, uh, shit. Fucking hell, guys. I was going to have to get to, he played at right back. <laughs> 
What's the next question? What colour are we playing? Oh, okay. The thing at free, he played for Croatia. He's <laughs> Croatian in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he was born what, in Bosnia. It's interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. Missing man. On the 13th of January 1996, we beat Man City 1-0 at home. But who is missing from this fearsome midfield? You've got Kasky, <laughs> Campbell, Dazelle, and one other. Howes. Not 95 96 96 I've got that season on fucking cassette Kasky Campbell <laughs> Will Fox oh no. I was going to say Fox that's a good shout Andy Sinton no shit do you want a clue Jonathan yeah. Blundell <laughs> yeah he was an international and he was a winger oh <laughs> <laughs> no we're not T <laughs> He uh, scored a famous hat trick against Southampton. Right, 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 yes! Yes! He did get it. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he did get it. You just were copying the the, the sound <laughs> out of my mouth. Yeah. Rosenthal was signed as like a, a striker. For sake. It was like Sheridan was injured. He, he came in. The, we only strike we had. Okay. Russian roulette. So it's two two zero zero. Alex is two zero. Still time. What is still Russian roulette? What still plenty. Russian roulette. It's like all to do with Russian stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And it's meant to be quick fire, but now I'm I'm not too sure. Right. Looking, looking, down, down, looking down at us. So, like this. so hang on. So whoever gets the most points in this round. No, no, point. no. It's just the name because it's all to do with Russian. Right. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Who played their last game for Spurs against Ruben Kazan at home? Pavlichenko in the Europa League. These are Russians. Well, the team, is, right. the team is Russian. Oh, right. The team is to do with a Russian team. Ruben Kazan when? So who played the last at Kabul? No. When? In the Europa League. I, don't, I forgot to put the date down. But oh, it's going to be any time in history. Like, we've only played them like twice. Oh, I need a year. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> it give us the next question. <laughs> any clues on that? <laughs> yeah, give us the clue, yeah. <laughs> who played the last game? Who played the Robbie last game? It goes, we've already played them fucking twice. I don't even when, know when, when we played, played them. them. When did we last play them? <laughs> Just give us a clue about him. Fuck off. He hasn't got any. What's he look like? Yeah, but you must know something about him. What's, what's, he, he, what's he look like? This is embarrassing. Is white or black? <laughs> I didn't expect. I didn't expect. Is he white? Where does he play? This, the, like, this, like this is going to help you. It's 2011. Modric. No. 2011. Bale. No. no. Jamie O'Hara. No. 2011. Okay, fucking hell. He's, he played. He plays in goal. Friedel, Kudachini, Robinson, Kudachini. Who else have we had? Frank Guzan. Frank Guzan. Plays in goal. Two thousand eleven. T's gonna fucking hate us. Oh yeah. god! Fucking Brazilian. Oh god! Yes! You know what? We do, I'm not giving. He ain't having that point. Okay, we were shit. Embarrassing. Fuck well, you guys have been given a year, Ruben Kazan. It's fuck, the question was I shit. A goalkeeper. You guys can't even name our goalkeepers. Question was shit. Okay. Sorry, I didn't hear the goalkeeper. What was special in 2011? What was special about <laughs> Tottenham's, Tottenham's trip to Russia to face Ruben Kazan? What was what special, was about, special about our game when we played Ruben Kazan? The first time we played Ruben Kazan? No. First time we travelled to Russia? No. What was special about it? It was, it was something that, different. Was it, it, it wasn't actually in Canada. artificial pitch. It was, it was, no, in, um, it was in Ukraine. In the middle of a winter break when they were either in the middle of their break. Do our manager. Martin Yol's last game. No. Martin Yol's the 2011. No. Harry, Harry, Harry Redknapp would confess to being a tax cheat. No. It's to do with Harry Redknapp. 
I remember that. Oh, he wasn't there. He, wasn't he was there. ill. He Joe Jordan. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake, this is fucking woeful. It's rubbish. No, he's free. He's free. Up. He ain't, he ain't for it. Oh, okay. Wait, me and Ricky are gonna get that back. It's still time. No, you're not. You're not having. Which former Spurs it. player played for FC Rostov? Bentley. Yes. Well done, Rick. Here we go. Competition. He's genuinely back on. sorry. You get angry. Someone else got an answer. Someone else got an answer. Shit. We played Spartak Moscow in 2008. We drew 2-2 away from home. <sighs> Huddleston. Who who was missing in our midfield? That Huddleston scored though. Who yeah. was missing in our midfield? We exactly. had Bentley, Huddleston, Zakora, Modric, Modric, Zakora, Modric. Sorry, say it again. Jamie O'Hara. Jamie O'Hara. Oh, for fuck's sake! What's going on? Getting stroking his beard. Yeah, come with you, T, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who scored their first hat trick for Spurs against Andy Makachala in Albert Lane in December 2013? Lamella. Lamella. No, who scored a hat trick? Who scored their first Spurs hat trick against Andy at White Hart Lane in December 2013? Eddie Bayor. Hurricane. No. Yeah. Forward. A forward. Fucking hell. When was it? 2013? 2013. It wasn't the Jesus. You were there. Soldado. Soldado. Oh, He's got a hat trick for us. Yeah, he did. I remember now. We were there, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alex has won, anyway. Alex yeah, you do. Last one. Let's see if some of you can redeem, redeem yourselves. On the 11th of December 2004, we beat City 1-0 away. But which former City player lined up in our midfield that day? The rest, of, the rest of the midfield was Ricketts, Mendes, and Carrick. There was one <laughs> Did former. you nearly say it? <laughs> there Michael one... Brown? Michael Brown. Yeah, that's a good show. Oh, nice. Well, I'll, I'll have a little note. Is there no other questions? There was my tie-break question. Go on, give us that. <laughs> How many kit... Go on, I'll let him, let him have his free Closest, Closest to pin. How many kit manufacturers have we had? Seven. Fucking hell. How many kit manufacturers have we had? You're saying seven. Actually, it's less than that, I think. No, hang on. Don't fucking throw a little fucking banana skin when we're, we're trying exactly. to... Exactly. Give me a clue. Seven, actually, it was less than that. Like, I know the fucking answer. You don't have a fucking clue. We've had fucking seven in the last ten years. Probably. We'll see, we'll see when he says seven in a minute. Six. No, <laughs> eight, 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 eight. I'm going He's, with nine. You've got to take your first answer. Eight. No, fuck first it. answer. Fuck off, eight. It, you've already won, you prick. It was eight. Now you're really losing your mind. That was absolutely pathetic. Was it, oh, do you know what? In, in team oh, pathetic right. from you two. No, to be fair, you did pretty well. Right? Yeah, you did pretty well. What's my belt? I apologise. Um, which is not good enough. Just, I just don't know enough. I liked it, but he honestly, I, I wish people would have been able to see Bardi's face because it was his teeth, his jaw clenched at one point. <laughs> his his seed was sick. Oh my heart broke. I know. I what year? Like, like it mattered as soon as I told of you. Of course it year. matters. As soon as I told you, you still didn't get it. Yeah, but we might have got it the first like five minutes. It doesn't minutes, matter. It doesn't matter. Calm down. Well, doesn't matter. Still, well, well, I think the lesson here is that we don't do this without teeth. Yeah. That's why I did say twice. Yeah. So, are we having the crystal? Oh. All right. So we've got quick fire questions. <laughs> Uh, oh, not more questions. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I don't know the answer to any of these. Ants on fire already. He says, How do you woo a girl? Oh, that's a good one. Honestly, talk, talk to him about how insignificant your dick is. Really? Generally, yeah, it works. It works. Or you wear that t shirt with the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dog my, pull, my pulling shirt, they never failed. You, you get a special shirt. 
Look, you've got to have a good looking face to, to sit on top of the shirt, like, which I have. Cool. What? Go on. Hmm? Go on. Uh, you got, yeah, but you, you, you get a, a, an extreme piece of clothing, or you just talk about insignif- how insignificant your dick is. Yeah. And that works. I had a way that you've I used to have. You've got to have a way with your words as well. Yeah. I, 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 up in the club when I was uh, younger, I used, to, I used to think just being really nice, like just chatting. Yeah, stuff. Once I once walked around like the out the, the the lap of the club like six times trying to help a girl find her jumper because oh, I thought she... well you know if I find her jumper she's, she's yeah. definitely <laughs> she's gonna take the dig um, and I found the jumper and, um, and then she left with Steve so uh, Steve had a big big reputation in the uh, Gloucestershire area Bristol but yeah uh, yeah but I spent probably about an hour and a half looking for that jumper that's the true story as well it's not even funny you're the nicest guy yeah. isn't it but really nice guys is. nice guys do finish last it's true you're marrying a woman called Rianne she's lovely yeah up until that point <laughs> what I mean is up until that point uh, Rick <laughs> you're <laughs> we, all, you know, I haven't met Rianne, but I'm sure she's yeah. sweating. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have. I've been my missus 17 years. I, like, I've never had to do any of that. It's Can't horrible. Really, don't. Yeah. It's I, horrible. I think, I think kind of the, look, what what Al said uh, along those lines is whatever she says, cling on to the subject and talk more about that subject. Mm, like you're interested, and yeah. just keep going with it. And like, yeah, 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 oh yeah, I've done that before and all that. Like, and then it, and then it goes on to the next thing and then she, you know she thinks you're listening and that, 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 that's the way to do it listen when, when, listen. Listener. when, really? when I said yeah, like, listen and talk. talk about how insignificant your penis is you have to have a big penis at the end of that story <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh what like is a, like a nice surprise uh, oh what were you, oh you were right then when you talked about your little dick uh, okay uh, don't know what that meant buddy well, well going, the, there's two. I, yeah, I have yeah, two yeah. tactics. It depends on how drunk I am. <laughs> if, I'm really, if I'm really drunk, I will just kind of dance at them. I will find them on the dance floor, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'll just try, try and impress them. With yeah. my, Why are you flicking around? Yeah. With my with my energy and my stamina and my ability stamina. to be in time with the music, because you know dancing is linked to sex yeah. so if you can prove to a woman <laughs> that you true. can move to the beat and you've got enough stamina to keep it up and doesn't matter what space you're in you can operate at a high level that's for a so when I'm pissed in my head that's impressing them I, I, just, I love the fact when you were saying when, when <laughs> Barney was saying oh yeah 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 I, I just dance up the mind how in my ear going yeah that's a good one yeah <laughs> like I've seen you in a club honestly you've seen it in a club where there's like some girls like a circle like dancing like round a load of handbags you can just see blokes like round on the outside desperately no, trying no, to penetrate no, no. that circle and then just you know, that is, that's the worst thing about it's depressing yeah. it is depressing you, you're, especially because I've in recent times been in a situation where obviously with my missus and her mates and as a man you can see mm. the pack circling and it's not even a fucking joke they're disgusting men are fucking rank yeah. and they're, 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 they're sleezing their way up to, to towards these women and not even looking at them yeah. they're pointing inwards in a circle and these men are circling yeah. around like sharks like, like what sh- sharks do well, it's not like how dolphins yeah but sharks fish. are fucking okay. cool sharks fuck shit up yeah. these people they, it's not even sharks it's like slugs <laughs> you're, you're right buddy they, how dolphins catch fish like they, they, yeah. they spin around bash their tail on the ground to make like a mud circle hoping that it's one confusing. of them breaks free and then they eat it <laughs> 
bastards out of you, Honestly, but I'm I'm in any any bloke that can go up and just charm a girl and just chat them up. I'm in awe of those guys. Fair play to you. Oh, I'll have to show you that one or two times. <laughs> I've never seen you do that. Uh, well, you haven't been out on me properly, have you? All right, we've got one more question because we've got to shoot off. Um, which you make one, it about Spurs. Which one of these? Oh yeah. Are there any players or coaches out there whose addition would sour you? Sorry, someone else read that out because I'm drunk. Are there any players or coaches out there whose addition would sour you on Spurs? Well, anyone, yeah. Besides Costa, it would be pretty disgusting. Well, I, I was thinking about this. There's like certain, certain Arsenal players, for example, who you would never accept at your club because they've just been like Arsenal fired. Like for me, Ozil, he's just, you know, he's too much. He's just associated too much with Arsenal. Absolutely. But someone Henri. like Ale- yeah. Henri is another. But someone like Alexis Sanchez, I would. I would accept Alexis Sanchez. I don't think he's been that Arsenal fight. I think I think there's still like he's Darth Vader. I still think there's a little bit of good in there. I, I would rather walk into the kitchen and pour a boiling hot kettle <laughs> over my head <laughs> than fucking say yeah, Alexis yeah. Sanchez. I welcome. I'd accept Alexis a lift from Alexis Sanchez if I was in the outback and I'd be raped. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's all I would accept from him. I, the hmm. thing is as well, like over the years of like the Gallas and your Adebayos, and at the time it felt so bad. And as a Spurs fan, I need to, you know, get behind the team and get behind the player and stuff like that. But seriously, man, I, I never, ever, from from now, now, we draw the line now. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone listening now, starting start start from, from now, now starting from now. Uh, I never ever want to have an ex-Arsenal yeah. player in our team. We don't need him to fucking rank. We don't need him to bridge the gap anymore. No. You know, there's the one. Disgusting. There's, there's one player. I, I would take Arsenal out of it. There's one player that if he signed for Spurs, I genuinely wouldn't go, and I would seriously question that. Be John Terry. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Some good ideas. <laughs> right. Should we finish like that? <laughs> Yeah, he is. He yeah. is absolute scum. Yeah, yeah, detestable human being. It's boring saying that, though, isn't it? It's like it's more interesting saying that he isn't. Because good defender, know. good left foot, good left. Yeah, he could probably do a job still, I suppose. Alongside Toby, <laughs> that makes yeah. you feel sick. We kind of balance each other off quite nicely. Yeah, and a lot, lot of uh, lot, a lot of <laughs> something wrong in sixty seconds. A lot of intellect. Oh, I miss wrong in sixty seconds. Like, should we bring that back? I think week? we should. Yeah, let's bring it back next week. All right, this has been the Fighting Cop Podcast. Thank you so much, Ricky, Bardi, and Alex for coming. That's all right. Another banging episode. It's good. It flowed well. I, I feel like this is. I think this is peak. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Podcast Network.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Does your insurance agent treat you like family? Insurance Corporation is programmed to build interpersonal relationships with members of family units. We communicate on a four-name basis with all customer numbers. Only a human who knows you can create a plan that's right for you. That's why for more than 80 years, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and plans second. It's your future. Let's protect it. Talk to a Farm Bureau agent today or visit fbfs.com slash protect. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.